Welcome back, Padawans, to episode 39 of the JMR Podcast. I'm your host, Jelani, a.k.a. Jedi Master Ren, and it is here where I discuss all things in my gaming life and the industry at large as I take you on a trip for the first time in 2023 to a galaxy far, far away. Tonight, we'll be traveling to Naboo, home planet to Senator Padme Amidala and the Dark Lord of the Sith, Sheev Palpatine. The people of Naboo were pushed into the forefront of galactic politics due to the secretly engineered invasion from the Trade Federation. While we make our way through the stars, we'll discuss my initial impressions of Need for Speed Unbound, touch on some gaming resolutions for the year of MJ 2023, as well as the games I'm looking forward to this year. Some Falcon sweeping for you. If you like me talking to myself about games every week, use the force and rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help it reach more Padawans. You can follow the show on Twitter at the JMR Podcast and Twitter and TikTok to get updates on schedule changes or when a new episode has been posted. There are also links for you to send in hologram audio messages to be featured on the show as well. Now, longtime listeners already know where I'm going with this, but I am a Zox ambassador, which means I want to spread the love of this brand to anybody that I come into contact with. So with that being said, if you use my code Jelani40328 at Zox.la, you can get 10% off of your first order. That is J-E-L-A-N-I 40328. Again, so um, for my Zox of the week or the past... Uh, well, no, I would say it is for the week, for this week. It is the Rad Strap. So that's what it's called. It's just called Rad. Um, I love this strap because it is my favorite color, purple. And it's uh, it's got specks of green. So it reminds me of the Hulk. But I really love it because it's got that, that rich kind of royal purple look to it. This strap is actually a part of what they call a Zox box. It's a set of 10 straps that they curate every, and honestly, I don't know if they're still doing it, but this is something that they were doing um, back in the day when they were first coming up. And it's just a curated box set made by the bros, because usually they'll take um, different artists um, to, you know, put the artwork on the straps. But these ones are curated by the three brothers themselves, and they are, you know, themed by something. So this theme was 90s theme so all of them have this kind of real like 90s kind of um uh like color palette and tone to them because they're kind of just like the really not 90s I would say kind of like late 80s sorry late 80s early 90s is kind of what the box would be centered around if I had to if I had to say it just just because of what it reminds me of but it's a really cool box set it, they all of them are kind of like that they have a base color and then just kind of um different geometric uh, specs over the entire strap so I am wearing the rad strap today but I do have four more Apple straps coming in. So they had a, uh, well, an offer going on. So every now and then, Zox will put out an FNF strap that is a friends and family strap. So that's kind of where they started and what the whole brand is centered around. And, you know, again, I think I've discussed about how you're supposed to be able to just take these straps off and then go. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's like, man, where, what is this strap? And they really are into it. You you should just take that strap off and give it to them. Obviously, depending on, you know, what it means to you. You know what I mean? But that's what you should do. So I was wearing a strap one day. And my one of my coworkers was, you know, I, I know that she's really been into Zox. Um, as she's seen me wear them and heard me talk about them. And she saw this one. It just had pineapples and bananas on it. And she just really liked it. And I was like, you like this one? She was like, yes. And I was like, there you go. Took it right off and gave it to her. And she wears it every day. And I love that. And that's the that's what this whole brand is 
like revolves around. And that's what this strap, the FNF strap, revolves around as well, because that's kind of where it started. Now, not this specific strap, because this one would have been, you know, it is, you have to do, you know, jump through some hoops to get it. You had to buy three Abawad straps to be able to get this one for free, or you could have spent $100 for this one strap. The straps do not cost that much. The regular straps are 25 They put that price tag on there to kind of push people away from trying to buy that one because the you're really supposed to buy that one or that's supposed to be a, a gift for your order once you add three to your cart. So I obviously had to, I had one that I wanted to buy for the wife anyway because I really feel like she, you know, since I've gotten her um, this new Apple Watch, she hasn't really gotten any new straps for it or not new straps because we have straps that, you know, she could use for it, but she hasn't changed, that, uh, changed them out. So I really wanted, you know, to get her a new one. I feel like this one really, it's first of all going to go with the watch very well. She's got a gold watch. This one has kind of gold lines throughout the whole entire strap. I believe the message on the inside says, um, she believed she could, so she did. And I love that. I'm like, that's this perfect for my wife. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, because it just, it looked like it will go perfectly with her watch. And I love the message inside. I knew I wanted to get it for her. This is the perfect opportunity to. So, got that coming tomorrow. And the FNF strap. Very, very excited. Anyway, let's jump to hyperspace. Alright guys, so now that we are safely in light speed, let us first touch on my Jedi trainings for this last week. So, first, obviously we're going to land on my impressions of Need for Speed Unbound, because obviously those are going to be a part of the Jedi trainings. But, uh, the first game that I was really getting into before I started getting into Need for Speed was Gears 5. So, I picked up Gears 5 on the Steam Deck, as I discussed last week, and I told you guys the little workaround that I had to do to get it to function as a, you know, on the Steam Deck, even being an unsupported game. Successfully is working and runs flawlessly, have not had any issues at all. Um, but I am, you know, um, I wanted to get to the open areas of the game. So you play through the first little, I, honestly, it's like the first act. And I didn't realize it was a whole act that you have to get through before you get to the open area. Because I've gotten to the second open area of Gears 5. And I honestly have not even, I didn't even go any farther than that. That's where I, I, I fell off. And it's not even that I fell off. It's just I got distracted with other things. And I've known I need to go back to Gears and I need to finish that out. And I've really been trying to get my buddy who has been with me on this Gears journey from the very beginning. Um, he's one of my best friends, honestly, my brother at this point. And, like, I really want to finish it out with him. But because I got it on the Steam Deck, I, I it's, you know, Gears 5 has been out for uh, a while now, you know, so like it, it's time to it's time to get it done. So I think I'm gonna finish it on the Steam Deck because I really do like the experience there. And it's not saying that I don't like it on console, but again, y'all know what my situation is with my with with you know family and my kids and stuff. Realistically, the Steam Deck came at a very good time, I guess, when my kid is growing and becoming you know more active and wanting to do more things and. It's becoming something that, you know, I am able to take with me now. And I don't have to worry about, again, putting somebody out with the TV. So Steam Deck comes in handy there. And that is, you know, where I have found myself playing mostly. So I think that's kind of where I want to finish this game out. Now, the only thing that comes into that as an issue is 
the fact that this game is 100 and I think 13 gigabytes is what it's taking up. And I do have, you know, a, a, a an inserted SSD card or micro SD card, but it's not, you know, it, it's, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have that much. I think I only have another 254 or something like that, you know? So, like, I still am not working with that much space. Only about 500 gigabytes, give or take, you know? Depending on how much was taken from, you know, internal storage for um, the UI and stuff like that on the Steam Deck itself for the internal storage. But I, I really don't know how long that's going to last just because it, it is 100 gigabytes now the difference is because gta and the reason i say i don't know is because i had gta gta is the same amount same amount of gigabytes but the difference is gears runs just i mean night and day compared to what gta ran when i first booted it up you know what i mean like it didn't look like it didn't look good it looked like a like the 360 version of the game and not what you know we've come to on even the xbox one generation so that's kind of where i was like "Ooh, no i don't i i'm not about to waste 100 gigabytes for gta especially a game that i've played you know several times over but gears 5 one that i haven't played and obviously it's gears of war it's a franchise that i am i mean literally the focal point of my transition into a more adult gaming life like that that it, gears is has a special space in my heart so like i i don't think it's really going to go anywhere until i finish that out However, we are getting more games with it, and I will get into Need for Speed here in a second, but I did also touch on Fortnite. So, uh, you know, January, or not January, December 29th, December 29th was the last day that all of the My Hero characters were coming or we're leaving the game. And I don't know if the, if the characters were leaving the, the uh, you know, the shop or if it was just the challenges were going to end on the 29th. All I read in the article, it specifically said the challenges. I assumed it was the whole thing, the whole shebang. However, I completely forgot that they were in there. You know what I mean? Holidays are happening. I'm not really, I obviously am not really playing on my, my PS5 right now. If I am, I'm playing God of War Ragnarok. So, not really worried about Fortnite at this moment. And I realized, the I think on Wednesday night, right before I was going to bed, that... Um, it was the 28th, and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta get this crap done, so immediately, as soon as I get up on Thursday, I'm like, alright, I gotta log into Fortnite, gotta get the characters, number one, gotta go buy them, I have some, uh, V-Bucks cracking up, cause I'm in the, for I got the Fortnite crew, and the only reason that I've kept that thing is for these exact moments, because there was, I, I got it, just for, so I could get the battle pass, and then I forgot about it, Start, kept paying it, you know, kept paying it, whatever, and then, um, come time, I'm like, oh, shit, this thing has just been accruing, I'm like, all right, whatever, it's fine, and then I realize, oh, but I've got these V-Bucks, and I think it was when some Star Wars characters came out, and I literally didn't have to spend a dime, it was just already, already in my, in my wallet, you know, my V-Buck wallet, and I was like, fan- Fantastic. This is good. I like this. I, I like coming in here and just being like, oh, look, I've got V-Bucks and I've got characters I want to buy. Bam. There you go. So that is kind of a way for me to, uh, you know, mitigate spending more money in Fortnite as opposed to, you know, I just if I don't play it for a couple months, I have uh, V-Bucks accrued. Plus, you get V-Bucks during the battle pass anyway. So I usually try to balance it out and play some and try to earn some of the V-Bucks. So then that way, I'm really not having to spend any more money because I'm already giving them crap for the V-Bucks you know, or for the Fortnite crew. But that is besides the point. 
Either way, get in there, get the the uh, My Hero characters, get Deku, fantastic, that is my boy, I cannot wait to finally see what happens in Season 6. Y'all, we haven't talked about anything anime, that is coming, don't you worry about that, so just be be tuned, be tuned for that one. Um, but, uh, I cannot wait for what happens next with uh Fortnite and where they you know what they do with this season because what i've seen so far it looks really good you know what i mean adding those motorbikes in it i'm really liking that i like that they've really just kind of made the map just out in space at this point you look off the side of the map and you're literally just floating in a cosmic realm and i love that they're they're now just like going full in like look the these places that you're playing on they aren't the real world, you know what I mean, like, this is, there, there is something going on, and I still don't even know, you know what I mean, I don't know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that does, I am not that one, but, um, so I had to get in there, did that, got the challenges done as well, and got the, uh, the rest of the My Hero stuff that was in the game, still haven't gotten the power-ups, but I was able to get the items that I needed to, so that was one thing that I wanted to touch on as well, because I was very excited that they put My Hero in that, in, um, in Fortnite, because I'm telling you guys, my hero has made me a fan of anime. My buddy at work is, was telling me about it, and he sold me on, you know, the um, the plot of what my hero was. And after that, I just, I mean, I have taken that and just ran with it. And I've watched, uh, I went back and watched the rest of Attack on Titans. Then I watched um, Demon Slayer. Oh, you know what? I think I watched Demon Slayer next i think i watched my no 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 no. i lie i lie ah. now i don't remember honestly yeah i think i did watch my uh demon slayer after uh my hero could you try again be quiet siri i'm sorry about that um no i do think i watched um i'm about to say siri i do think i watched demon slayer right after my hero and then i went to attack on titans uh because i my wife and i watched mm, see about like three seasons of attack on titans all of what we could and then we just kind of fell off because there wasn't anything else to watch. And when they started coming out with more, we just didn't get back into it. So it is what it is. But I was fully in right back into it. Now I'm about two seasons left of the original Naruto. And then I'm going to be going to Naruto Shippuden and then potentially Baruto. But honestly, I might, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go to Baruto right after Shippuden. I think, but for sure, I got to finish Naruto and then I'm going right into Shippuden. Those are the next animes that I'm finishing out. And honestly, as we're going to be talking about gaming resolutions, TV resolutions this year, watch the rest of Naruto all the way up to the end of Shippuden this year, 2023. We're going to do it. Come on now. Anyway, let's get into the big dog. Need for Speed Unbound. So, I picked this game up. It finally, finally went on sale, and I was waiting for it. You know, we got the winter sale going on, and I was like, man... Need for Speed Unbound, bro. Come on now. I just need you just just drop down a little bit. Just drop down just a little bit, please. And it finally did. Got down to 40 bucks, And I was like, you know what? That's probably as good of a deal as I'm going to get for a game that literally just launched at the beginning of this month. Because, again, I got it in... Mm, yeah, I think... I believe I got it on the, 30, on the 31st. I believe I did. So, I got it in, at, in December. Came out December 2nd. So... The fact that it is going on sale is a little testament to, you know, could be a testament to something. But I was like, you know what? Good for Jay. Good for Jedi Master Ren. So it's time to jump into Need for Speed. And the thing that pushed me over the top for this one, 
I kept checking back on this week after week, and I'm trying to see, okay, have we gotten this to be into a playable state? Is this into a playable state? At least playable. At least, like, you know, um, unknown. But week after week, it is still in an unsupported category. And I'm just like, oh, come on, bro. Like, I just... I just want this game to work on the Steam Deck, you know, like, I know, I know that people have said, and I know that it is going to look fantastic on the PS5 and on the Series X, 100%, way more than what I'm getting on the Steam Deck, I get that, but it's a racer, you know what I mean, like, it's an arcade racer, I've done Need for Speed it's fine. Like, I, I really wanted this game handheld. I'm like, I want to see how this game is because I already tried Need for Speed Heat handheld. And uh, on the Steam Deck, that was the first, one of the first racing games that I got on the Steam Deck. And I'm like, you know, that game ran fine. I didn't have a, an issue with Need for Speed Heat. So I've been waiting for Unbound. I'm like, okay, maybe we're, you know, where are we at? What can we do? Are we going to see it at least get, you know, at least move an inch from unsupported? Nothing. I finally then, I'm like, you know what, let me just check to see where they had, you know, uh, Need for Speed Heat, where they deemed Need for Speed Heat, and sure enough, Need for Speed Heat was deemed unsupported, so I was like, oh, but Need for Speed ran fine, or Heat ran fine, so uh, maybe this should be fine as well, so I start doing my thing, go on YouTube, try to look up some, you know, some videos of it, and I'm not seeing any issues. I saw one dude, he's like, look, medium settings at, you know, 30 to 40 frames. He's like, I would probably keep it at 30 because I can't really get a locked 40. Um, I, you know, and, and that's just where, where he was at. And that's on medium settings. So I was like, you know what? I can take the plunge. So I go and take the plunge. I go and take the plunge. And I get Need for Speed Unbound downloaded. Now, I will say, some issues that I have found, and in that, and I feel like they are more on me, the drifting. I am a stickler for drifting. I love drifting in arcade racers. That's one of my one of my favorite things. I feel like Horizon, uh, or what is it, Forza Horizon? I feel like they have done it perfectly. They've gotten the arcade racer down to a science. I really do. And some of the Need for Speed games are really really good with their drifting but this one just feels something it's just a it's just a little off it's just a little off and I don't know if it's me you know what I mean like and again every game runs you know is going to be different they don't have to have the exact same you know mechanics and and um control that other need for speed games have so I'm not going to dock them for that but and and the other thing that I do think is that I feel like I might be pushing it out a little farther and I might I might be jacking up the drift itself because I'm trying to see the different visuals that they have added to this version of the game and that's one thing that I really want to touch on here the stylistic nature of this game is what really drew me to it from the moment that they announced it as soon as I saw that we're having cell shaded characters in a realistic setting you know, they're driving real cars in a real, you know, world. The world's not cel-shaded at all. But then, not only that, we also have graffiti coming off of the side of the cars. And then your smoke looks like graffiti. And it doesn't look like real smoke that is coming out from behind it. All of these things made me just, like, perk up. And I'm like, whoa, I have never seen a racing game that looks like this. 
you know what I mean, damn sure not a Need for Speed game that looks like this. And everybody likes to knock on Need for Speed games. At least that's what it feels like. Like, I've never... Need for Speed has always been a at a high point for me. You know what I mean? Like, I really, really love Need for Speed as a franchise. It's one of the first racing games that I actually fell in love with. You know, I started off on the, like, older, older Gran Turismo games back on the PS2. That was, like, my first foray into racing games. And then I think another game on the PS2 I got was... Um, like a, one of the Need for Speed games that they had on the PS2. And all of these games were fine and dandy, but Need for Speed on the GameCube. And I don't, I think it was Undercover that I had. That game, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours playing that game. And I, like, that is a game that will stay, you know, close to my heart. Need for Speed The Run. People do not talk about Need for Speed The Run. Need for Speed The Run was dope, man. Like, I'm telling you, Need for Speed The Run had it. And they were trying something different, and that's what I liked about it. But also, coupled with the the U, um, the U wheel that they put out alongside the game with Xbox, that's what I got. And that's how I played the game. So you're thinking of, like, you're actually, you know, like a wireless wheel that you're being able to hold. But again, it's not a wheel, it's a controller. That, man... I had a blast with that game. And yeah, the controller was janky, but I still loved it. And I still enjoyed every single bit playing that freaking game and racing to the other side of the US, man. Like that was so cool. And like they they just tried different things. But what I've noticed for me personally and what gets me really behind a Need for Speed game is when they go heavy into the story and the plot and what's going on with character development you know what I mean and that's what they're doing here in Unbound so you start off and I'm not going to give you guys like full-on spoilers or anything because again I'm not that far in I'm probably about like six seven hours in but you're not getting you you know you have your created character and you're basically rolling around with this uh crew at a garage and um you and this other um person who is in or this, uh, she's a other girl who's in um, foster care. You guys were both coming up from foster care. I believe different foster systems, uh, foster care systems. But coming up, well, realistically, the same system, but different foster centers. Um, they both end up there. They both start working on a car, and then they, you know, they go out and they start trying to make a name for themselves. Well, long story short, um, you know the. Stuff happens between, you know, uh, characters that are introduced and the, um, you know, you get basically set back to the beginning of where, you know, where you start. Basically, ground level, you are going around and literally running, doing Uber to kind of make ends meet. That's like where they get you at in this game. And I'm like, yo. And again, it's only like one instance. It's not like you're doing Ubers for an extensive amount of time. It's like you do an Uber, pick up a chick, and then she takes you to a scene where like you start getting back into the racing scene. Cause this is years later after the fact. And like, that's just, I, I the level of storytelling that they do, they try, they did it in uh, need for speed payday. And, I I did like it in that as well. I liked, you know, that it was more of a, a heist theme and they're building this crew again that, but a crew that is going on these kind of heists that are similar in nature to, you know, kind of um, 
what we saw at the beginning stages of Fast and Furious, those movies, you know what I mean? Kind of the fast cars going on. Well, realistically, the beginning stages were just racing. There were no heists. So when they first started doing heists before they got like egregious going to Dubai and like, you know, jumping skyscrapers with a car, you know what I mean? Like that's that we're we're going before then, before they got all crazy. So that's kind of where Payday falls in and that's what they're kind of going for. And Unbound is really just trying to be the racing scene. We're telling a story in the racing scene. What it really feels like, it feels like Need for Speed. When they had that revival, I think in 2016, that's what it feels like, but more, more personal. And there's more of a, a, of a heart to this story as opposed to the Need for Speed story. And I can't put my finger on as to why. I feel like just because there's more drama at play and more things that are, you know, that are happening and more to unravel as opposed to what was going on in the 2016 game. You know, that game, it just was legit. Like, it was only street scene or street racing scene. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all we're doing is racing, racing, racing. That's what all your friends do. And that's all there is. There's no real uh, kind of back and forth. It's just, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, we're all a crew that just loves racing. And that's cool. That's like, that's what the, that's what they were, you know, Need for Speed basically is. But it is more. So, we got a night and day section. So, you have, during the day, you're making, you know, however many credits. It doesn't, you know, you're making whatever you're making in the morning. But at night, you have the ability to make even more money because you're taking more of a risk. Because night, I guess night racing is a bigger scene, so there is more people out or something like that. Whatever their reasoning is for making the night more profitable for you is their reasoning. Now, they kind of carry that over here, but the difference is, and again, I don't know if it works the same in Heat, to be honest, but I feel like... I, I feel like it doesn't, but when you finish the morning shift in this game, and I say shift because I'm like thinking like work, but when you finish the morning segment here in, uh, in Unbound, you carry over your, you bank your money, but you do carry over your heat level. So you have to kind of be careful with what you're doing during the day, so then that way you're not like, you know going crazy trying to run from the cops at night while you're trying to make more money because that's really where you want to make or where you want to do more things. So really, the morning should be used with doing different activities and different tasks for different um, NPCs and stuff like that if you have those available. But if you don't, obviously, you're going to have to do races and all races that you do will build up heat. And once you're on one, on, once you're on one level, they're looking for you. So you really want to keep that down, especially if you are planning on being out at night for, you know, a decent amount of time. Um, but all in all, Need for Speed is, or Unbound, has been a delight to play. Like I'm telling you, I absolutely adore the art style and what or the stylistic nature that they decided to go down with this game of putting, uh, you know, cel-shaded images and cel-shaded characters with a realistic setting and I just think you know them being unapologetically themselves like they don't that's just how it is you know what I mean like that's just it, it they just do it and it's just it, it it works so well even though it doesn't look like it should and you can't look at that game and not know that that's this new need for speed game 
That's the thing. That's what they've done with this game. You see the characters inside of the car, and you immediately know if you've if you know this game is out, you know that's Need for Speed. That's the thing. So I think they did a really good job here. I really hope they continue down this path, and I hope that Need for Speed turns into like this. You know, get creative, get a little, get a little weird. Like Need for Speed needs to do something to kind of separate themselves from everything else. You know what I mean? How many arcade racers are there? Let's make Need for Speed something. You know, make it running from the cops. That's that is it, 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 one of the core features. Obviously, Forza Horizon, you don't worry about cops. One thing I really love about Forza Horizon, but you do have to run away from cops here. That's a part of that. That's a part of you know what Need for Speed is at its core. And but obviously, racing scene. That is also a huge focal point. So we want to make sure that we're hitting all of that. And it seems like they're getting that here. I cannot wait to continue down this path. It seems like you have. You know, we're building up to a a big event, I assume. I think you have four weeks. I think that is what it is. So you have four weeks that makes it into, what, four weeks, seven days. So that's 28 days times another. What is that? That's uh, 54? No, 56. 56 sessions to get everything that you need. I think you need $20,000 to buy into this um into this event anyway and I'm not making anywhere near that. I'm trying to build up my car right now. So right now, that's daunting, but I've only done, you know, out of those 56 sessions until that that grand prix, whatever you want to call it, I've only done 5, maybe 6 of sessions. You know what I mean? So I've still got 50 sessions to go basically if you really break it down like that. So there's there is time to get that going. You know what I mean? And obviously I would hope that that's going to be the case cuz if it's not, we're going to have some problems by the end of week 1. You know what I'm saying? But guys, let us move over to my gaming resolutions. Obviously guys, we are in 2023 now. Hello, how are you? Very weird to be talking to you here in 2023, in the year of Jordan, but, you know, time keeps on moving whether you like it or not, and it is what it is, we're in 2023, I'm about to be 27 next month, and my kid just turned three, so this is where we're at, you know, time keeps on spinning, and the world keeps on moving, and we just gotta keep on trucking, I probably said that reverse, but you know what, it's late, it is what it is, but, so, for my gaming resolutions this year, there are, I picked five. I picked five gaming resolutions because, you know, I feel like there are some things that I could do in my gaming life. And I could do better. You know what I mean? And one of them, and first and foremost, is be more cautious with gaming purchases. And I feel like every now and then, we all feel like, you know, I could be a little better. I could be. You know, I felt like that with Cyberpunk. I knew, I, I I saw the reviews, I knew, I knew what I was getting into when I bought it, but I was like, you know what, I've been waiting for this game for years at this point, it got delayed, I've been waiting for it, I want to say for myself that this game runs like crap, and <laughs> at the time it ran like crap, it does not run like crap now, there's still some things in it, it doesn't run like crap though, it runs quite well, but either way, 2020 at launch, it ran like crap, and I wanted to see it for myself. So I did that. You know what I mean? And that made me realize. I'm like, wow, you did that knowing that it was going to run like crap, bro. 
Like, you didn't have to. You didn't have to go and waste your $60 and, you know, to get a game. Again, I didn't waste the money because I still got the game. I was able to get a free PS5 copy of it, obviously, with the because I have the disc version of it. So it, it, it's not a waste of money, and I did that purposefully. I was like, you know what? I will give them the money. I assume and I trust that they will, but this is still messed up. This is still not a, a, a good situation regardless. But I did that knowing at some point this game will become playable and I will go back to it and... I won't have this same feeling that I do. And, but either way, it still made me realize, you know what? I need to take a step back and I need to start looking at reviews. And really, on games that I don't know about, I need to wait on and I need to see reviews before. And that's kind of what I did with um, with some of these. Some of these I did. Um, but, or some of the games this year I did. However, one thing that I feel like... I could get a little bit better on because again I, I I'm starting to I, I am better with looking at reviews and and seeing what and reviews from content creators so then that way I can see you know actually how these games are performing and how these people are feeling about these games but the next one is how games are running on the deck you know I just got the, the steam deck in late August early October as I said last show and I don't know you know which games are running well and which don't and that's why I have to get on YouTube and I have to go and I have to see which ones are going to run properly on here so some games are unsupported as we've been talking about with um Need for Speed Unbound however they do run I didn't even mention that Need for Speed Unbound runs pretty freaking well I am running it at about like uh, in between medium and low settings but to me it doesn't look bad it really doesn't like again trust me I know and I've been thinking about this I'm like this game would look flawless on my PS5. It really would have. However, it wasn't on sale on the PS5. So, there you go. And again, I do. It's a, it's a racing game. It's an arcade racer. Wanted to play it on, on the go. So, there you go. On the Steam Deck. But, not running. It, it, it's running fine for me. Again, it looks fine. But, I'm getting a stable 30 frames per second. I did have it at 40 frames. And I was getting a good 40 frames when I was just in the open world driving around. But then, as soon as you would get into a race is when I would see... A, a dip probably about to like 35 36 and sometimes even like 33 before it jumps uh, kind of back up to those uh, high 30s and to the 40 where I wanted it so it did fluctuate is what I'm saying when we got into the races there so that's why I was like you know what how about if I lock it to 30 and keep it right there and then we see how it is and honestly it's it I'm fine with it at 30 so very good way to see it playing on the Steam Deck however there are some games that do not run well on the deck, and I want to be able to go into games knowing that I can either get them to be played or that I can't. And if I can't, I need to have the willpower to not assume that I can. You know what I mean? There's some games that are like that. Like, there are some that I will just be like, you know, it says it's unsupported, but I mean, you know, like, okay, so for instance, um, Mirror's Edge. What, I got both Mirror's Edges for five bucks, and Mirror's Edge is uh, playable, but Mirror's Edge Catalyst is unsupported, but Mirror's Edge 1 is playable, so if that's the case, my mind's like, well, shoot, Mirror's Edge Catalyst shouldn't be that hard to get figured out since the first one already was, and it should just work, but I haven't even searched for it. But again, the reason I got in a, in a bundle, because I was like, well, I mean, it's like five bucks. The One game is three, 
So might as well spend the extra two, get the other one. You know what I mean? I really want a catalyst anyway. So, but again, if the first one is playable, you know, deemed playable by Steam, I would like to see what playable looks like on the Steam as well. So there we go. But that's my point is I want to be a little bit better with the debt games that I find. And as you guys have been hearing me talk about the different games that I've gotten and acquired for the Steam deck since I've gotten it this year, the deals. This is another aspect of this where I need to be cautious with my gaming purchases because of the deals. The deals are enormous and they are ever growing and they always come and they're always there. So I need to be better about that. You know what I mean? I need to be better about, you know what? A game goes on sale and it's going to go off of sale and it's probably going to be back on sale in a month. That's the reality of it, and I think that happened with uh, Cyberpunk. Realistically, it happened with Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, since I bought it for $30 because it was on sale, and I didn't think it was going to go on sale again anytime soon, went on sale four more times before the end of the year at $30. And that is one of those where I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I didn't realize how Steam really operated with their, you know, with their, um, what is it called, with their different sales that they have. I didn't know that they had a huge winter sale or a huge autumn sale, then a huge winter sale, and then, you know, everything else in between a sale for pretty much every single week. I didn't realize that either, and sometimes they'll just do a flash sale. Like, these are things I'm learning about Steam, you know what I mean? But going into 2023, let's be a little bit better about that, J-Russ. Let's be, J-Russ. <laughs> that was when my name used to be Russell, guys, and that is also what my email is. But next, gaming resolution for 2023. I want to acquire at least a single platinum. I mean, come on. Come on. Not one? Not one platinum jammer? Not one this year. Zero. I got zero platinums this year. And again, I am not a trophy hunter. I will never claim to be a trophy hunter, but I will always claim to be a part of the Trophy Room community because I love those guys over there. Come on now. But my point is, I have never claimed and I will never claim to be a trophy hunter because I do not care and I never have cared. But I will say, I do care about Insomniac's uh, trophies. I do care about theirs. So I, I will say that I I do enjoy getting Insomniac's trophies. Plus, they are, you know, Spider-Man, Ratchet & Clank, but Spider-Man I'm going to get all of the superhero ones for sure. And I don't know why. It's just because I've started that train at this point. I've done it with three. I now can't stop. You know, if three is a crowd. We need to make it bigger. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. At least one platinum. And honestly, we've got some games coming up, which we will get into in the next segment here. But um, uh, we have some games that will definitely be platted on this account this year. So, next game resolution. So, next gaming resolution, we have upgrade storage. Now, what could that mean? It means exactly what it says. I have been toying around with the idea of upgrading the storage on, not the PS5, but the Xbox Series X. Because I only have the base, and what we have is what we got. You know what I mean? And I already have an external hard drive 
that I use for my PS4 that's hooked up to the PS5, and that's where all of my PS4 games are. So I play all of my PS4 games off of that hard drive. All the PS5 games are obviously on the SSD on the internal storage. So I do eventually as well want to upgrade the internal storage on the PS5. I do want to do that, and honestly, that may have to come first just because I am more so on my PS5 than I am the Series X. I don't really have that many issues moving things around on the Series X because I'm not really playing on the Series X that much, but that might be changing here in the next couple of months. However, um, I, you know, I'm not really running into storage issues on the Series X specifically. It's just that because I don't have any other way, means of moving things off of the Series X like I do for the PlayStation, that uh, external store, or yeah, that, that external hard drive is two terabytes. So I've got a lot of space on there to be able to shuffle things around. I have some PS5 games that are just living on there, so then that way they're not deleted. I can just move them back over whenever I feel like, and then you know, vice versa. So. That's kind of why I have that there, and it does create a an easier method for me to, you know, um, curate my, my storage. But I don't have that option for the uh, Xbox, and that's kind of why I think that I'm going to be trying to get one for the Series X this year. So that's a resolution, and I don't know if that really is a resolution per se, but... It's going to be a resolution for me just because I don't really think about the Series X like that. But that is something that, you know, when I first got it, I was like, I do eventually want to get this. And I think now is the time for me to kind of start looking and start kind of planning that out. But um, the second to last resolution. So number four, I have stick to a schedule. And this one's very important because there are a lot of games coming out next year. A lot of games and I really feel like I dropped the ball in some of the games that I really wanted to play this year you know and I'm kind of getting to them a little late and it is what it is it's fine but I also feel like that is because I haven't really stuck to a legitimate schedule and I've tried to but I didn't really stick to a schedule so I really want to stick to a schedule this time around and the reason why is because I know myself, and I know that if I don't, we're going to start to lose some things here, and then something's going to get pushed out of the shuffle. So, for instance, I am still trying to finish up God of War Ragnarok right now. Again, 48 hours in. At this point, I put another two hours in. We are now 50 hours in, if not 51 hours in, to God of War Ragnarok. I need to finish this game. And I got till January 23rd to do it. Why do I have till January 23rd to do it, you ask? Because that is when Forspoken comes out. Hint, that is the first game on the anticipated games list. So, I have, at this point, about, what is this, 18 days? I have 18 days to finish God of War Ragnarok. I can do it. I know I can. But I have to do it. That's the thing. So I need to stick to this schedule, because if Forspoken comes out, and I'm not done with God of War Ragnarok, then Forspoken's going to get pushed back. And Forspoken can't push... Forspoken can't get pushed back that far, because Jedi Survivors comes out March... Uh, what is that? March 12th? No, I think it's March 20th, I think, somewhere around there. I think it's in the 20th. And gotta have that done by then. So that gives me a good two months until Jedi Survivors comes out. 
for me to finish up for Spoken. So I got two months for Forspoken. So this is the schedule that I am trying to adhere to. And again, it all revolves around when these games are coming out. But we also have Hogwarts Legacy coming out on the 10th. Okay, we got to stop. We got to stop because we will get to that discussion later. My point is, I want to stick to a schedule this year. And the last resolution that I have for you guys is I just want to finish more games. I just want to finish more games games that is why if you really want to know why i don't care about platinums it's because for me finishing a game is an achievement in and of itself finishing a game is an achievement so anytime i finish a game i'm like that's the trophy of life baby one more game completed baby let's do it yeah and then I keep, and then I go on to the next one. That's that's kind of how it works. I don't that I don't get satisfaction in continuing to play a game or put more on myself to play this game when I have trouble finishing games as it is. And I still am having trouble. I've gotten better. I've gotten better over the years, but I'm still not where I want to be. So for the next foreseeable future, this is probably going to be my resolution for 2024 as well, because I guarantee there's going to be games that I get to and I do not finish that I do want to finish. So unfortunately, that's kind of where we're sitting at. But um, let us get in our landing position, guys. Let's get out of hyperspace and let's hover over Naboo. Because I want to talk to you guys about my most anticipated games of 2023. And Obviously, we already started touching on some of these. Forspoken, Star Wars, Jedi Survivors, and Hogwarts Legacy. So, let's start here. And I really don't have these in any specific order. But really, they are... They started off on the orders of what I know is coming out. And then, what I... As in, I know dates of when they're coming out. So, that's why they're coming up on here. Because, again, I'm thinking of my schedule. But, um, first one we have... First spoken, January 23rd. As you guys already know, we talked about it, um, not last week, but I believe the week before, about how I played the demo and my impressions of that game. I, and again, looking at this list, it is a stacked, stacked list of games that are coming out this year. I am just blown away with how much content we are about to receive. And I, I, I am beside myself. And I'm so, again... This is why I have a podcast, this is why I love gaming, and this is why I love talking about the gaming industry, because just looking at the lineup of games that we know about, that are that are slated to come out this year, bangers. We are going to have bangers coming out this year. And again, this is my opinion, but there's going to be something, there's always something for everybody, but this is going to be a year where everybody finds a game that they 100% jive with. So anyway, let me get into it. Again, Forspoken, 100%. I am pulling up day one. I'm probably pre-ordering that game. I have complete faith that I'm going to enjoy that game because I enjoyed that demo. I enjoyed every single bit of that demo, and all I wanted was more by the end of it. So much so that I didn't want to continue playing because I didn't want to ruin the game for myself. I felt like they were giving me too much of the game in the demo that... I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. I didn't want to make this game feel like, ah, you know, like this game comes out in a month. I don't want to get bored of the gameplay right now. And it's not that I was, but it's like, I, 
I don't want to spoil it any further than what it already has been by me testing it out and seeing if I was even going to like it. So let's put it down after I finished all the objectives, after I played around a little bit more. I was like, all right, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, I will wait till January and we'll get back into it. Next one up, y'all already know, Star Wars Jedi Survivors. Now, Hogwarts Legacy comes out February 10th. And then we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor in March. So I wasn't thinking about Hogwarts Legacy when making this list. Forspoken was first on my mind because that's literally in a couple of days here. It's in a little over two weeks. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is always on my mind. So that's why that's number two. But also I know it comes out in March. Then we've got Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. And they've reconfirmed, not even reconfirmed, they have confirmed that it is coming out this year. Well, no, I guess, yeah, reconfirmed, because they did say 2023. Jesus. I think how long ago we saw that. I think we saw that in 2020. Holy shit. Did we? Was it 2020? I don't think it was. No, 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 it wasn't 2020. That's a lie. It was 2021. It was 2021. Either way, 2021, we saw that. And now, two years later, we are about to get that game. You know what I mean? And when we saw it in 2021, we're like, God, that's so long away. Like, why? And they're like... It's not really that long away, really. You know, like, if you really, really think about it, it's not that far away. And look at us now. It's probably about a couple months away, man. It's a couple months away. I can't wait for them to drop some gameplay for this game, man. I'm telling you. Because when it does, it's going to be hot, 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 hot. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Anyway, most anticipated, Spider-Man 2. Y'all already know. Come on now. We already saw some stuff for Jedi Survivors. Cannot wait for that either. Come on, man. Okay, so Hogwarts Legacy. Y'all already know. That's the one that we've been waiting on. That one we have seen since 2020. And we have heard about since 2020. And I'm, that one I have been waiting for. Again, thought Stray was going to be the game that gets the wife to, you know, sit down and play a game. As we were talking today, definitely was not the one. So hopefully... Hogwarts Legacy is it. I cannot imagine that her being able to create her own student in Hogwarts, I cannot imagine that that would not be something that intrigues her to want to sit down and play this game for herself. I can't imagine. So hopefully we do see that. But that game just looks, it looks really, really interesting. The fact that you can like go down a dark path and you can go down different paths that not everybody's going to go down and probably get a completely different storyline than what other people are going to. Like, really, really cool. So I I am really looking forward to that. And then, too, the fact that you have, because I thought it was just going to be, you know, Hogwarts itself, but no, the fact that you've got all of the perimeter of, of Hogwarts, and obviously, too, yeah, like the entire land of Hogwarts, wherever the movies take place, not even the wherever, wherever but, like, Wherever the movie took place on the grounds of Hogwarts, yes, should be in the in the um, the game. But you're even getting outskirts and towns that are outside of the actual, you know, fence of, not fence, but, you know, property of Hogwarts. So, like, really, really cool stuff here. Cannot wait for that game. Um, next one up, number five, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So, honestly, with how... I have been burned with Gotham Knights, and it only running at 30 frames. And again, I, I I will I will take some of that away because I am playing it on the Steam Deck, or I did, was playing it on the Steam Deck. So I'm not going to be super like you know gung ho and all upset about it from Gotham Knights. But I, I it definitely was not the game that I wanted it to be. And even even playing it, I'm like you know it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but 
it definitely feels like it's going to get real old real fast. You know what I mean? Because it already kind of started getting old fast, you know, when I was kind of going around the city. Now, not the interior parts, but the open world parts is kind of where I was like, this doesn't, this don't feel good. It really doesn't. And that's, that is a shame, to be honest. It really is. Um, but I do plan on going back to it whenever they get some of the kinks worked out. But see, that's another game. And again, going on a tangent here, but a game that says it's playable, but drops down to 11 frames per second on Steam Deck. But then you got a game that is unsupported, but runs perfectly fine at 30 frames per second. I just don't, that that doesn't make any sense, Steam or Valve. You know what I mean? Like, it just, they, I don't understand if they're just not getting to it. Maybe that's just what it is. They just haven't had time to even touch it. In the, but Need for Speed Heat, still unsupported, but it runs fine. Like, I just don't understand why Need for Speed games of this nature are not, you know, being put up there, but we got Gotham Knights at, with a playable state, but it definitely is not in a playable state on the Steam Deck. Either way, I digress. Uh, but Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, it has a very interesting story. We haven't really seen any real gameplay of it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think um, at the Game Awards we saw gameplay of it. I think it was another CG, or no, I think it was a cutscene, actually, but I don't think there was gameplay. But you know, them announcing that Kevin Conroy is back in the saddle as Batman for this, awesome. Really, really cool to see. Really cool. And to know that this is the last piece of media that he will be on as Batman, awesome. So, not not to say, like, I already, this is one game because the, it, the title itself, Killed the Justice League, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League, it's in the same universe as, Ar as the Arkham games, by the same developer as the Arkham games. I definitely had my eye more on this than I did Gotham Knights. Now, I had my eye on Gotham Knights because it is more of a true-to-form, more so than what Suicide Squad is and what it's going to be, but, again, Gotham Knights really didn't hit the landing like it real like I I hoped it would have and again didn't play too much of it but based on the little bit that I played of that uh, of the open world aspect of it it didn't feel like a like Batman at least like you're a superhero in an open world it didn't feel like Batman it didn't it, it didn't feel like Spider-Man either you know what I mean it didn't feel like any of these superhero open world games that we've grown accustomed to so that's where I land but uh Starfield Starfield is my number six, and again, it's not number six, it's just first one that came, or, you know, popped in my head, but Starfield, very interesting game. The reason that this is on my anticipated list here is because I definitely want to see what they, what these guys have to offer. You know what I mean? It's going to be on Game Pass, we already know that, so I'm not worried there, but I am not a fan of Fallout. You know what I mean? I've tried multiple times. I tried Fallout New Vegas, not my thing. I tried Fallout 4, not my thing. Not gonna. I've had multiple people try to get me to try Fallout 76. Fallout 4 and Fallout New Vegas weren't my thing. I don't think Fallout 76 is going to be my thing. You know what I'm saying? Especially not at this point. So, unfortunately, I'm just not really, not really, you know, here for, for that. So, that's just kind of where I'm sitting at. But, Starfield, I mean, you know... We're sitting here in this ship, hovering on top of Naboo. I obviously love space. So, my point is, 
like this is the right setting just like you know with cdpr witcher i i understood what they had i understood what they what they were capable of in their 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 storytelling abilities but i i'm that setting is really not for me you know it's just it, that setting is just not for me i don't really care for it and that's just kind of what drew me away from the game but when cyberpunk got announced guess what that game is for me like that game 100 percent uh, screams jelani so i'm just like yes i definitely want to play this game you know what i mean i i, I want to for sure it's kind of the same feeling that i have about starfield i'm like you know fallout 76 really wasn't my thing i mean fallout 76 just fallout in general just really wasn't in my thing fallout in space though shoot that might be it you know what i'm saying and again it really does look like um what is it called no man's sky it does it for sure does but I, I still think there's going to be more combat in this because, again, these are from the developers of Fallout. So I am banking on that because I hope that we're not just, you know, going to just be base building the entire time and just exploring. I, I, I want to be getting into some combat uh, in space. So here's hoping that Starfield actually lands and uh, lands well and, and does a good job. But we did recently, I believe, on yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, but... um. No, yeah, I believe on Tuesday we got confirmed that um, Starfield, or we reconfirmed that it is coming in the first half of this year. So here we go. We will see what they've got over there at Bethesda. Now, my next game on here is going to be Like a Dragon Ishin. So I have never played any of the Yakuza games. Haven't played Like a Dragon, haven't played Judgment or any or, or Lost Judgment. None of the Yakuza games or the tie-ins. None of them. I saw Like a Dragon Ishin uh, on screen. I think it was during Summer Games Fest, and I am telling you, I was just enthralled. I was like, "What is this game? What is this?" I had no idea what this was, and then boom! Right at the end, Like a Dragon Ishin, and it literally plays like a hack and slash game and i am all in for it give me look the reason i haven't been into the other games is because i just don't like what you're doing i don't like the moment to moment gameplay i just really didn't i tried i i said i hadn't played any of the yakuza games i did try yakuza 0 i believe or yakuza 1 one of the two but i tried one of them only played it for like maybe 30 minutes and i was like ooh I don't like this at all. I'm not, I am not into this at all. So turn that off real quick. Like a Dragon Ishin though, this game looks like it's for me. So yeah, definitely gonna be trying that one out for sure. Now, the next game that is on my list here. This one is a free to play game. My Hero Ultra Rumble. So, and it's funny that we were talking about the My Hero characters in Fortnite. And then we're coming right back around. Round Robin, baby. Right back to My Hero Academia. Anyway, Plus Ultra! Sorry. Um, I literally, when I heard about this game, this game is basically, you're going to be set in an arena with, I believe it's six on six, if I'm not mistaken. And it's a battle royale setting. So you're basically going against, you know, six different people with your team. And you're using all of your different um, quirks and your different abilities with your different team members. And whoever is the winner, winner, is the winner. No, 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 no. It's a battle royale. I lie. So it's a 20-person battle royale. And that is the entire game. 
you're, you choose your character, and then you guys fight it out. And last person standing wins. I cannot wait for this game. I absolutely cannot wait for this game. And it's free to play. I could not believe that it was free to play. So I've already been playing, um, what is it called? One Justice, I believe that's what it is. And because I got that game on the Switch and then obviously sold the Switch, but I picked it up on the Steam Deck for eight bucks. So I was like, you know what? Perfect. Because I think I picked it up on the Switch for the same amount of money. <laughs> so, um, and again, that's one of those games as well that went on sale multiple times. And see, I was starting to learn this year. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, next game on the list, we have Horizon DLC, because I forgot what the DLC name was. But either way, the Horizon DLC, y'all already know, I will be picking that up 100%. I loved, absolutely adored Horizon. As you guys know, that was my game of the year pick in the Game Awards and as well as the PlayStation Trophy Room Awards. Both times I voted Horizon Forbidden West as my game of the year because it 100% is. Even though Ragnarok is still shaping up to be in a, a phenomenal game, a phenomenal game, Forbidden West just had me hooked from start to finish. Start to finish had me hooked in it. So I've got to give it to Horizon Forbidden West, and I will definitely be pulling up for the Horizon DLC. And I also will definitely be pulling up for that Cyberpunk DLC as well. You're telling me that I get to spend more time with Johnny Silverhand, a.k.a. Keanu Reeves, a.k.a. the man who I was almost named after? My name was almost Keanu, guys. Don't at me. Please do not at me with that. But that is true. That is not a joke. Anyway, um, and Idris Elba? Come on, bro. Come on. That's my... Come on, man. I love Idris Elba. And the fact that they put that man in this game, like, I had no idea. Nobody had any idea that that was going to happen. What a welcome surprise that we found out. I cannot wait for more Cyberpunk. This is going to make me actually finish the game. I am at the very last mission. I have been putting it off, putting it off, because I don't want it to be over. But guess what? Now that the DLC is coming, it does not have to be over. So, that is where I'm at. So, that is my top 10 most anticipated games. Again, two of them are DLC, but those are my most anticipated. I am really looking forward to both of those DLCs just as much as all of the rest of these games that are on this list. So, I had to put them here. Now, I do have some honorable mentions that I want to get into as well before we touch down and land here on Naboo. But... My first one here is Dead Space Remake. Obviously, Dead Space Remake is also coming out at the end of this month. Now, I will be picking that up, and I will be trying that one out for sure. For sure. But the issue is, I have not picked up Callisto Protocol yet. And I definitely want to try Callisto Protocol out before I give Dead Space Remake a try. Because I've already played through Dead Space, the first one. I don't want to sit here and play through Remake before giving Callisto Protocol it's due and giving it a fair chance as well. You know what I mean? I want to see what that game has to offer, and then I want to go back over here to Dead Space and see what they have to offer next. So, Dead Space Remake, honorable mention, because I don't know exactly when I'm going to get to it. It's also a remake. Yes, I'm very excited for it, and it looks like they've done a really good job, but I don't know exactly when I'm going to be getting to it. All of those games that I listed above are games that I will be playing day one. So, that's why they landed on that list. Dead Space is on this one because of that reason. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now, this one is here because not 100% sure if this one's actually coming out this year or not. I don't know if they actually officially confirmed that it was, 
I thought they only confirmed that, you know, it was uh, it was called Rebirth. I think it's all speculation that it may come out this year. So, as of right now, it's on an honorable mention. But I tell you what, it comes out this year. Boy, you best believe I will be picking that one up day one. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Now, that one I know for sure we do not have a date on. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage, I, I they may have said later next year or something like that, but I don't think we actually got a legitimate date on that one as well, so that's why that one is here. It does look like they could have it out this year. I'm not saying that any of these games are not coming out this year. It's just that I don't think they are officially confirmed, so that's why honorable mention. Um, Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 again. It was confirmed that they were working on it. I don't remember if they confirmed that it was coming out in 2023. And then Skate 4. So Skate 4, that one I do think they say uh, they do I do think is confirmed for 2023 or at least they're shooting for 2023, but who knows if they'll actually, you know, if it's going to land there if it gets pushed out of 2023, all that good stuff. It is honorable mention plus it is a free to play game. So there is that obviously. That one's going to be something that I will try as long as it does actually land this year. But guys, I think it's time for us to touch down on Naboo. So, thank you again for joining me on episode 39 of the JMR Podcast. Again, the first episode to kick off the new year. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Jedi Master Ren. Remember, the R in Ren is the same R for Master. And don't forget, you can follow the show there as well for all future updates, as well as TikTok to get video updates from this scruffy-looking face of mine. Be sure to use my code, Jelani40328 at Zox.LA. But as always, guys, may the Force be with you.